And I had to sit down and say, what is my fit? I always tell my clients that fit is deeper than push-ups and squats. And I had to ask myself, what makes me feel good? I'm not that spring chicken that I used to be. So I had to find something else to make me feel better. And so I had to find what was making me physically feel good. So I had to shift those things around. And as a result of that, I really took steps in putting me first. I'm really realizing throughout these years, you are your biggest cheerleader. Even though I have a dope mom who's a great cheerleader, my partner's a great cheerleader, but you get to be your best cheerleader and always stand in your truth and be true to you and know that you can do anything. Hello friends and welcome to the Heart is Wild podcast. My name is Chelsea Sanders and I'm the CEO and founder of the creative agency called Blue Line. I'm a professional photographer, creative director, and a painter. Some would say I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've created film festivals, empowerment conference. I've owned an art gallery for 10 years. As you can tell, my passion is to keep creating. This podcast is for creatives and passionate people, for entrepreneurs and anyone who is willing to follow their heart. Through my 17 years of being an entrepreneur, I've met some amazing humans, and I'm on a journey to interview those people that have touched my life and captured their extraordinary vision. I'm looking forward to sharing these experiences and interviews with you so you can apply them to your own life. Let's get started. And in this episode, I have the chance to interview a person who is one of the top fitness experts in the U.S. She's got 20 plus years of personal training experience under her belt. She's a TV personality, a Broadway performer, an entrepreneur, director, producer, and the founder and CEO of Get Fit With Nick. And above all, she's an amazing person, Nikki Kimbrough. Nikki has brought her expertise on health and fitness to magazines such as Time Inc., Business Insider, Essence, Fitness, and Shape. I'm beyond excited to have her on today's episode. Today, Nikki is going to take us on her journey of having to cope with challenging life situations, of dealing with body image issues as a fitness expert, and it leading to the rediscovery of her life's purpose. She's going to share some invaluable wisdom that she's learned along the way, and why the best investment you can make is in yourself. And most importantly, we will know, what is the fuel that keeps her strong on going even in the toughest of times? Stay with us to learn this and much more. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, Nikki. Hi, Chels. How you doing? Doing good. Thank you so much for spending a little time with me this afternoon. Thank you for having me. I'm like so honored. <laughs> awesome. Well, I am excited to have you on my podcast, Heart is Wild. And um, this is all about just talking about kind of what fuels us and is that like kind of burning for what we do and why we live and walk this life. So I want to kick, I always kick this question off. So the, the podcast name was inspired by a, uh, a lyric from a phosphorant song and it goes, my heart is wild, but my bones are steel. And I would love to know when you just hear that, what does that mean? Or what is like, what comes up for you for that? I feel like my heart is full of emotion and love for everyone. I'm open, I'm vulnerable, but my, what is it? My bones are steel. Mm-hmm. My bones are steel. Don't let the vulnerability fool you. I'm a badass bitch. That's what it- <laughs> <laughs> I love it. No. Yeah. I just, I'm full of love and emotion and I am vulnerable yet. I think sometimes people think of vulnerability as weakness and I don't, 
I know that's part of my strength and who I am. So my bones are steel. I I know with God, I can weather anything. That's how I feel. I love yeah. that. You know what? Before we get in, I want to hear like all so we can tell you know our listeners what you do, who you are. So you just really quick, you said you feel like most people think vulnerability is weakness. And why mm-hmm. do you why do you think society? You know what? To be honest with you, Chelsea, it's something that I just recognize recently. I'm vulnerable. I am open. I wear my heart on my sleeve. I share things with people. I get emotional. Like people make fun of me and go, Oh, you know, Nikki's about to cry. But I always share with people if you even notice what I'm about to cry about is something happy or an evolution or someone's pioneered over something, triumphed over something. And I think some people look at that, they forget that I am emotional about something that's amazing. And the other day, someone says, Nikki, vulnerability looks good on you. I said, well, thank you for telling me that. Because in the past, I'm not going to front. I've had me being so open and vulnerable get thrown into my face, get thrown back at me. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like when it gets thrown back at me, I'm kind of like, oh, OK. Oh, wow. I was open and vulnerable. And you're using it against me? Hmm that's okay. <laughs> you know, I, I, I know that me being open and vulnerable allows other people to share allows other people to feel good. And it gives people, sometimes I feel like I give people a license to say, yeah, okay. It is okay to put my heart out there. It is okay to put my heart in the sleeve. It is okay to say what I need to say, but I always say, some people will say, oh, Nikki's about to cry. And I'm like, yeah, I'm about to cry, but that doesn't mean it's anything wrong with that. So that's my stuff that I'm working through, <laughs> to be honest with you, Chelsea. That's my stuff that I'm working through because there was a time that I started to go, well, maybe I shouldn't, maybe I guard what I say or I shouldn't put my heart out there. Or I shouldn't let everybody know how I feel. But by doing that, I feel inauthentic. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going so, all over the place already. <laughs> no, no, no. This is good. And I think, I think, so I have a question for you, but first. You do a lot. You are run your own business, have your podcast. I see you are active all day. So tell what is the day in the life of Nikki? Well, I'm Nikki Kimbrough. I am a fitness expert and CEO of Get Fit with Nick. I've been a fitness expert, personal trainer for over 20 years. I'm also a Broadway performer. I'm a producer, director. I own a children's theater company um, called the Hollow Monsters Theater Group. And yeah, I'm working on a few projects. I got a podcast called The Amputee and His Girl with my boo, with my man. And I also have a podcast with a group of dope-ass women called The Ladies First Chit Chat Group. And so, yeah, that's me. <laughs> So I think like, right. So that to me, I mean, I, I relate with you cause I'm like, give me a project. I'm going to do it. What's fueling, like what's fueling that source to create all of these projects and businesses. And, you know, you're like, you're the heart and the center of all of those things. What, what's the fuel? Lately, my whole tagline has changed for my business, gift it with Nick. And I'm all about finding your fit, finding what makes you feel good physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, and so much more. And I had to sit down and say, what is my fit? I always tell my clients that fit is deeper than push-ups and squats. And I had to ask myself, what makes me feel good? Number one, what makes me feel good? I love supporting people and sharing my knowledge of health and fitness. I have a story to tell you you too that happened um, with one of my clients. So I love that. 
I love teaching my classes. I love seeing the people that I work with go from point A to point B and just be amazing. And also what makes me feel good, what makes me feel fit. I love my theater kids. I enjoy being in service and why not be in service? I had a Miss Nikki in my life. His name was Gary Yarbrough when I was five, six, seven years old. I don't know why I'm about to cry. <laughs> and um, he was very pivotal in me going into the arts, um, you know, encouraging my mom to put me in the arts. So being in service makes me feel good with my theater kids. And then, you know, my tele- I'm a performer at heart. I love being on the stage. I haven't been on um, the stage in a while, of course, but um, my master's degree is in public relation with a minor concentration in broadcast journalism. I was an English major and I was a spokesperson for Bally Total Fitness for years when I first got into the fitness industry. And it's something about that bug of being in front of people and putting my heart out there and saying things and talking and entertaining. The combination of that makes me feel good, you know, and um. And I'm, I'm a boss. I'm a boss. I, I want to be behind the scenes with executive producing and directing. And it all stems, Chelsea, from finding my fit and the things that make me feel good, helping, supporting people. And that's basically sums up everything. I just thought about that because with the fitness, with my theater kids and being in service and also with my shows, that's what we're doing. So thanks for helping me come to that evolution. <laughs> No, that's, I mean, that's, that's amazing. I think also it's, you know, when you're, you're being a leader for, for young ones, for fellow women, kind of paving that path with, you know, your story. And also it sounds like you're helping your clients like find that, like get the fit. And Mm -hmm. I think another thing um, that's always like when you're, when you are that, like you're in that giver seat, that act of service constantly right so and I and I kind of going back to just like the you said you love to give but it's do you ever you know kind of feel at the 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 end like you ever run out of the energy and and stuff like that and have you ever had any of those like kind of moments that you had to you know you like you said you had to find what your fit was one of the reasons I created the Ladies First Chit Chat crew on Saturdays at 11 (laughs) a.m it really stemmed from a little program I was doing with Get Fit With Nick for women. It was called Wonder Woman Need Love Too, putting ourselves first in the midst of it all. And I created that Wonder Woman Need Love Too, putting ourselves first in the midst of it all, because I realized that I wasn't putting myself first. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of it stemmed from, you know, my story about my partner and everything. It stemmed from after his accident, being his caretaker and just really making sure that he was powerful and great. And I would just put my needs and stuff in the background. Not that he asked me to, he didn't want that, but that was just learned behavior that I had seen growing up. And also that's my man. I'm going to make sure he's okay. But by the end, when he started coming out of it and flourishing and doing his paratriath, you know, mons and all this stuff, I was like, what's my favorite color? (laughs) Who am I? What do I like to do? And I was D. Pleated. I had gained over 35 pounds, close to 40 pounds, and I didn't feel good about myself. I was tired. I was grouchy. I wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. Even though I had this great man, men, women, partners don't make you happy. Moms don't make you happy. You know, they can be amazing, but you have to make yourself happy. And he wasn't making me happy. I mean, not that he wasn't making me happy. That I, 
he was so great, but I still wasn't happy. And that's when I really had to take a step back and um, practice what I preach. I looked at what makes me happy. And I had to start doing this thing that I call greet the morning, this ritual that I would do in the morning and just being grateful for things and affirming myself. And my love language is not even affirmation, it's acts of services. But you would be surprised when you write down every day how amazing you are, even though sometimes some days it's difficult to write that. When something happens, that's like your armor. It's like, okay, yeah, that happened. And usually I would have fallen apart. But I think because I just told myself for 90 days that I'm dope, I'm fine. You know, so I started doing things like that. I would wake up early in the morning. I already wake up early, but I would wake up at like 4.30 and really start just doing this morning ritual. And I like to work out. I do. Working out makes me feel good. Mm -hmm. But as a woman in her 40s, I'm not that spring chicken that I used to be. So I had to find something else to make me feel better. And so I had to find what was making me physically feel good. So I had to shift those things around. Mm -hmm. So it all started with me just waking up early in the morning and really assessing what makes you feel good. What do you need to do? What's your favorite color? What do you like to eat? What do you like to drink? I like red wine. Okay, we can't have that every day. (laughs) You know, so it started with Wonder Woman He Love Too. And then COVID happened and I got a group of women together. It really started with us just doing something a couple Saturdays a week. And then we started getting this following. And with the Ladies First Chit Chat crew, every Saturday I was feeding into my soul positivity or realness. It was positivity and realness, like looking myself in the mirror and um, we were having special guests on and doing different topics. And as a result of that, I really took steps in putting me first and saying no. And if it wasn't aligned with my purpose, just saying no and making sure I went to bed. But it didn't last long, Chelsea. It was great for like a good three months. Mm -hmm. Then I took some time off for the holiday and I didn't take enough time off. And January 5th hit and I went running like I did, you know, way before I was putting everything in practice. And I was just running, 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 running. My boyfriend was looking at me and I was saying yes again. And I was and things that weren't aligned to my purpose. And guess what happened? I was at, I'm an instructor for Daily Burn and I was on set and I was not feeling well. I'm not gonna front. I thought I was pregnant. I was kind of hoping I was, but I wasn't. Well, they had a trash can there and I went through and then it just got worse. My head got worse. Everything got bad. It's like a couple of weeks ago. And of course, the first thing you think, I got COVID. You know, you're like, oh my God. And then I called my boyfriend and I was crying hysterically. And he was like, baby, what's wrong? I was like, I'm about to have a damn stroke out here in these New York streets. I was like, what the hell is wrong with me? And I went to CityMD and they gave me a pregnancy test and all that stuff, COVID tests, everything was negative. And the doctor says, Nicole, I think you are a little dehydrated. And I was like, I drink water all the time. And he says, I think you're overworked. I think you need to just sit down. And so I took five days off. And at first I was like, oh, my clients, my clients are like, yes, Nikki, the world didn't fall apart. Everything was fine. And so in a long way of answering your question, I had started implementing taking care of myself. And then when January 5th hit, I went back to old habits. Mm -hmm. And it took me having to take five days off to realize we have to turn these new habits that you've been developing and that you've been sharing with your clients, we have to turn that into 
when it's go time, that's where you go back to. So it's still a, it's still a work in process, progress. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I can talk to my clients. I always tell my clients, I've never been obese. However, I've been at a weight that I wasn't happy with. And I've also been in a place where I wasn't happy with myself. And I know how to get from point A to point B. And I know how to support you to get from point A to point B when you still in the way. I know how to do that. So that's where I come from. So talk a little bit. You said, you know, I have to get back in line with my purpose, you know, and I think there's different ways, but how do you, Nikki, do that? Like, if it's like, this is the three steps that I do, this is my check-in mm-hmm. point. Cause I think mm-hmm. that some people can like hear that or some people can be like, Oh, rest. And then, but you know, you know, I think to create change to sometimes be like, I want to know how you do it. So mm-hmm. how do you get like, what is, how do I get in line with my purpose? The big thing I talked about greeting the morning. Um, well, tell me I, about that ritual. I kind of greet the morning. I wake up and I have my, my wonder woman notebook here and I write in it, I wake up, I do, I write down at least 10 things that I'm grateful for. It started off as 10, sometimes it goes to like 20. It just depends on how I feel. And then I go into affirmations. I write down at least 10 affirming things. Some days I'm feeling good. And there are some days I want to write something down. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not feeling like that, but I write it down. Anyway, I write it down and it makes me feel good. So I do gratitude affirmations. Then I write down my goals. It used to be at least three goals. Now I write down all my goals in each section of like my life. And then right after that, and I'm very specific, like down to what I want it to look like, how I want it to smell, you know, what they say, speak what you want. Like I'm so specific about it. Cause you know why Chelsea, I used to always say, I want children every year. My theater group would get bigger and bigger and bigger. I said, oh, the universe, I told the universe, I wanted children, you know? So I started getting very specific on what I want. Then I write down at least three things that I'm going to be, I write down three intentions for the day. A lot of times they end up being like 10 or 12, but I set my intentions for the day. And those intentions, I make sure that it's towards my goals. You feel me? Like, Mm -hmm. for example, Um, I was looking forward to being on this podcast with you. One of my intentions for the day, one of my things that I want to do today and be very intentional and being present. And I was excited about it because it it's aligned with what I do. It's aligned with, you know, I love to share my story. I love to speak. I love to talk to people. I love to converse. You know, it's part of who I am. So, yeah, set the intentions for the day. Then I go. I pray. I forgive. Um, I don't have a lot of people that I need to forgive. I'm hard on myself. I'm a former elite division one professional athlete. So I can be hard on myself sometimes. I relate. So um, I go through some days. There's a phase of forgiveness in my prayer. I meditate. There are days that I meditate for two minutes. There are days that I meditate for 20 minutes. And then I'm always in service every day. Whether And it doesn't necessarily have to be monetary. I always do something. I put it this way. I, I, my intention is to always do something in service, whether it's working with my kids, whether it's helping this lady shovel out her car the other day, you know, just different stuff like that. And then um, the other thing is I work out. <laughs> I work out. That's part of it, too. And some days the workout is an intense squats and push-ups. Some days it's yoga. Sometimes my workout is just sitting down and resting. I live in New York City, just active rest 
walking around the neighborhood. So yeah, that's, I really, to be totally honest with you, Chelsea, I do this almost every day. And if I don't get up early to do it, I'll do it in the middle of the day. I try to do it before I look at my phone, before I look at Instagram, before, sometimes I do it before I brush my teeth, before I take a shower, I just do it. And then I work on like some little work that I want to work on myself, like virtuous women's woman stuff. Like I have this thing, I want to be this virtuous woman, <laughs> you know? And um, yeah, so that's little stuff that I do to get myself aligned. It works. And the reason I call it greet the morning, because it hits all the things, the physical, the emotional, the spiritual, it hits everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It kind of puts you, well, this is my reflection of this, puts you in the driver's seat of your day because there's so yes. many things that come at us mm-hmm. and it's like you're creating the roadmap for your day. And exactly. And I, I just started getting into a, I call it my slow mornings and I don't get them all the time because you had to put boundaries around it. You really do. I mean, to knock it out and make it a priority. And I think that that's something that is so important. It's, it's a huge game changer. It's been a game changer for me. And then it's like always here, you know, the very like successful people or the people that are like, man, there's something about, there's something, there's some spark about them. They're just, because in, and honestly, it's every conversation I have, it's like somebody's got like some kind of like time they've set aside for themselves. If it's like a ritual mm-hmm. or a meditation mm-hmm. or it's calmness, it's like not getting on your phone. So and I totally appreciate how you like walked, just walked through that morning ritual in such detail. And mm-hmm. did it take you a while to get, get to that detail? Do you know what I mean? Like, cause I guess my question is like, oh, there's 10 affirmations and then this. So, you know, I, I'm just curious about like the journey of how it started and then how it developed to where it got to. You know where it started? It started from a Broadway TV um, performer named Brian Terrell Clark. I have to give it to BTC. He was the second George Washington in Hamilton. He's on television. We had um, run into him after we went to see a friend perform in Chicago. I was with Robert, actually, and um, my girlfriend, Brittany. And we had run into him, and he shared with us this 90-day mindset that he does. And I heard him. And I was like, say that again. And I wrote it down on my phone and I started doing it at first and I was really vague about it. And then I started adding my own stuff to it. And along with what he presented to us, Hmm. I started adding other things into it. So it was, I swear we were supposed to be there that day. And when he shared with us how he was doing this and how everything was just changing, you know, here his show got canceled and then he gets called in for Hamilton. And then he was sharing with us how he was on empire and this scene got cut. And then the next thing, you know, Ava DuVernay's calling him. And he was like, it was because he was aligned and focused and in a really great space. So when I first started it, I would do it off and on. And then I wasn't very detailed and things were happening, but it was like, huh? And then, yeah, I'm telling you when COVID happened, even though, I would say my quarantine space, this quarantine space was a blessing for me. It forced me to slow down. It forced me to get back to doing my rituals and being consistent about it. That's when I really started seeing a change. And it's so funny, Chelsea, to be totally honest with you. When I took that break over Christmas, I wasn't writing in my journal. I wasn't writing in my journal. I just thought about that. So when January 5th happened, it was almost like I had like two weeks off of not 
keeping myself aligned and focused. And not that I had to do it every day, but I, I'm thinking now, maybe if I would have done it a couple of days that week when I was quote on vacation or still had it every day, maybe January 5th, maybe I wouldn't have gone back to bad habits. I mean, not bad habits, old habits. I mean, who knows, right. you know? So knowing what you know now, it sounds like you've had some major you know, shifts in the the last year, especially in the last couple of years for 10 year old Nikki, what, if you had 90 seconds with her, what, what advice or what would you tell her? I would definitely tell her that you are stronger than an ox and always standing your truth and be true to you and know that you can do anything. And I would tell her that because, um, I mean, you know, um, just to let the Viewers know in 2012, my love of my life was in an awful motorcycle accident. In order to save his life, they had to amputate his leg above the knee. I mean, just a dope person, amazing. He flatlined twice. They had to resuscitate him. They didn't think he was going to make it. Um, He got to the hospital. He had 15% of his blood volume left in his body. And they said that you're not going to make it. And I was like, oh, my goodness. But they said two of the reasons he made is because God had man upstairs wasn't ready for him to go. And he was in such great shape that his body was ha- able to handle the shot. But just everything without going all into it with everything that went on and supporting and getting him back together and all these ups and downs, my faith never wavered. And I really realized how strong I was. Like, you know, people fall apart. I'm like, come on, we got to think, we got to go. And not that I didn't have my moment, you know, and, you know, I have a great therapist, but I realized that um, I'm strong. You know, I come from a strong mother. I come from a strong line of women. I am strong. And I think 10-year-old Nikki knew she was special, but she didn't realize she was strong. I'm strong. And not just physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And it took me to be in therapy to really be comfortable to say that. I am strong. I'm very strong and I'm very powerful. And be unapologetic about it. I used to be like, oh, I think I'm strong. I think I'm powerful because people might say, mm. but no, I, I am. And I stand in that. And when things get tough and things get crazy, I go, bitch, you strong. <laughs> that's that's great. Also you, to be able to tell yourself every day, you're just like, you know, you got it going on with your morning ritual. You know, and there are some days that I do wake up, you know, I'm like, oh, you're a boss. You're dope. And I was like, mm, are you really? I'm like, yep, bitch, you got to write that down. Tell it, tell it, tell it. You know, you know, I'm not going to front and say that I always feel like this, but I write, I still write it down. I still write it down. You have to, you have to. Um, I'm really realizing throughout these years, you are your biggest cheerleader. Even though I have a dope mom who's a great cheerleader, my partner's a great cheerleader, but you get to be your best cheerleader, you know? And I, um, I'm learning to respect that and love that about me, you know? You're just talking about, you know, that moment. What's, what is your next moment? Honestly, Chelsea, I have not put this out in public. I'm looking as I'm talking to you. I told you I'm emotional. I'm like fighting back tears because let it go. I'm looking at my vision board right now. It's right in my eye line. I, um, I want to take my platform of fitness. I have all these ideas and I'm honing them. I, I want to win an Emmy. I want to be an executive producer of the Ladies First Chit Chat crew or the Amputee and His Girl or Finding Your Fit with Nick. 
And I want to, I'm ready to take what I've learned and I'm ready to take the people around me, i.e. yourself, Susan, Robert, and I'm ready to be in a space where I can collaborate with people and we are up on this platform changing the damn world. It's time. It's time. It's just time. It's, it's, there's a space that is missing and I'm, I'm working on figuring out exactly what it is. I think I know what it is, but I want to, I want to win an Emmy and I want to win multiple Emmys <laughs> and in support of making a change or adding change to this world. I really do. I really do. Um, can I get an invite to your Emmy party? Yes, you're going to be with me, girl. We're going to be up in there, honey. Yeah, well, I see it. I see it. I mean, I know, I mean, meeting you, you're doing so much. And I think it's all, um, you know, every year things fall into place for where they're supposed to go. And I think you creating that, that roadmap, you're aligning with things. And, you know, I, there's always people, I meet a lot of, you know, different people in, in the world, but you got both hands on, you know, the wheel. And I just, you know, you're, you're very inspiring to me. And I think you're it's inspiring. It sounds like so many people that you touch and I totally wish you well. And thanks for giving me this little corner of your, your afternoon. Oh, I am honored. I, um, you're awesome, Chelsea. I'm so excited for you and everything that you're doing. I'm so excited you're doing the podcast. I'm excited too. We'll see what happens with it. Yeah. So excited. And yeah, I, I thank you for having me. It's, it's going to be a good time. I do need to, with that vulnerability, I, whereas I have people that ask me for help, I'm learning to ask for help, you know? So I need to, I'm always here for you. I don't, I mean, I, I do a range of things, but if you ever need anything oh no I'm gonna call you because you said something to me earlier before we got on the air and I was like hmm look at the universe um Chelsea might be able to help me I might need to find out where her fees are hey (laughs) (laughs) no well I'm gonna I'm gonna email you okay Mm -hmm. definitely I know we're still on but I'm gonna email Chelsea because I I when we were talking earlier you said something and it went ding 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 Hey, really one quick question before you leave. I know you got to go. What's the best wisdom you ever received? When I was in graduate school, I went to UVA undergrad, Syracuse for grad school. My master's degree is in PR. Spike Lee came to speak to us. And um, I was on the fence of what I wanted to do. And he said, most of you choose communication, but you're really performers afraid of the instability. He said, take a risk, go for the instability. You'll be happy. Two days later, I got on a um, bus. I came to New York. I started auditioning for The Lion King and all that stuff. And Mark Brandon goes, you need to move to New York. And that was the man that cast me in my very first show. And that's how I met Robert Hartwell. And I always say this story because when people are speaking, you never know who you touch. And I remember he said, and I was like, he's talking to me. And everybody around me was talking. So that was one of, it was Spike Lee that gave, what he said to me is what gave me the courage to take the risk, to take the jump, to move to New York City. And my whole life changed. Yeah. Mic drop. Mic drop. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks, Nikki. I know you got to go. I will talk to you soon. 
All right, honey. Talk to you soon. Appreciate you. Much love. I appreciate you. Bye. All right. This is the end of today's episode. Thanks a lot for listening and stay tuned for future episodes. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast. And on that note, I wish you all a great day and I'll see you next week.